The Sports Career Podcast, episode 210. How can technology get children more active playing football? Sports Achiever and welcome to another episode of the Sports Crib Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time, it's great to have you here. I'm your host, Ed Bowers. As always, my goal each week is to provide you a special guest who's an expert in a particular field in the sports industry, especially if you have an interest in technology and the football industry. I really do hope that this episode can support you with regards to your career development, interests and and needs. Now, getting back to today's show, this week's special guest is Simon McGough. Simon is the Head of Marketing and Partnerships at Just Football App. This is a football app that's all about connecting players with regards to performance with regards to a mobile game. It's also using initiative of AI and AR technology to inspire the next generation of footballers to get more active at a young age playing the game through the use of technology. For that reason, it's so great to have Simon as a special guest on the show. And that's when today's episode, Simon will share his sports career journey and explain to you how technology, like a football app, can get children more physically active playing football. Simon, it's such a pleasure to have you on the podcast show. Please do share to listeners your sports career journey. When did it all start? Hi, Ed. Yeah, great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Um, so my journey into sports career is not the most typical, to be honest. Um, I've always been a huge sports fan, uh, both playing and watching. Um, but actually, my current role is the first uh, uh, gig in the sports industry. So it's been a long time coming. Uh, I'm actually from a marketing and creative agency background. Uh, working with brands to produce campaigns. Uh, I did that for many years in agencies in London. Uh, and I always wanted to work in sports. Um, but whenever I've tried to get into it in, in the past, I haven't quite been uh, successful. Um, so, yeah, this is my first first job, just coming up to three years now. Um, and the app itself was looking for someone to – was looking to expand and uh, need the head of marketing. So when the opportunity came up, being a big football and sports fan and always wanted to be within the industry, uh, I just jumped at the opportunity, basically. Just really quickly, before we talk about what you're currently doing, just going back in time, did you go to university out of interest? I did, yes. So I studied digital communication uh, at Ravensbourne, uh, media and communication there, and learned about marketing and and, uh, digital media and things like this. Just really quickly, because this show is always about helping students understand how they can apply their degree into the sports industry. Just reflecting, how has it supported you now, looking back? Yeah, good question. So I think what it really taught me as well was the um, the foundation for marketing theory and things about how you can think about the consumer um like always thinking about different personas and the ways people like how when you create anything uh, thinking about the end user and who's the person that's going to benefit from most um and just generally learning about all that theory and studying about um different theories and and ways that you can apply that to be able to uh, optimize marketing and 
and things like this was a really interesting part of the course. Different topics that covered different areas really broadened my experience and my knowledge around different areas. And it wasn't always about marketing or communication. Um, this could cover different parts of like uh, design and, and product and things that weren't quite within my topic, but were kind of interesting to learn about. Um, I hope that answered the question. I can... Yeah, it did. And, and this is really important because I hope you don't mind me saying this to the listeners, but when people want to work in the sports industry, the first thing they say is, I want to get into get involved in marketing. And like, that's the core. And then I sort of say, well, what, what area, what niche, what sector? Because marketing is such a big umbrella word. And how would you define marketing? And in your opinion, what core skills do you need to be an effective marketer, let's say an, an agency relating to your experience? Because it's such a popular role that people want to get involved in, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. I, so, I mean, top, top skill is communication, right? It's about how you communicate with people um, and understanding who you're communicating to. Um, so it's very different, the types of marketing areas that you can get into. But ultimately, it's about communication, being able to uh, sell the proposition of what you're actually marketing to that person. Uh, and that covers many different verticals from copywriting to creative. And, um, but really being a great communicator is one of the, the key areas. Um, and to, to do that, you really need to understand who you're talking to. Um, and that involves, yeah, a lot of understanding about the different types of people and the different types of audiences that are out there. I think also having a passion for it, like, is very, very important as well, that if you actually enjoy the, the challenge of, of um, marketing and you're interested in learning about theory and how to best go about uh, reaching people with your message. And, yeah, I think they're the kind of areas that I think is really important. Just from a sort of bigger picture now, from a sports industry perspective or even football industry perspective, how is marketing or let's say like personal branding with storytelling, for example, has sort of influenced the impact in the football industry. Let's say players, they are like their own identity, their own brand. How have you seen marketing develop in the football industry from that standpoint? It's interesting, isn't it? Today, the way that we engage with the players is, is so different and the way that they actually uh, use social media and their platforms. I mean, looking at the way Marcus Rashford recently, the impact that he's had, it's just incredible to see and, the, and the, the way that they can use their platform to be able to impact change, you know, in a governmental decisions, which is fantastic. So you're getting a much more personality today with footballers than you did before. And that's great. So they, the way that they can market themselves uh, is, is fantastic. It can be done through their own, their own networks that they build up on social media. Um, and people buy into that a lot more. Um, people are really interested in not just the skills of the players, but also about who they are and learning about what they do outside of football. Um, you know, Jesse Lingard as well has built up his own uh, clothing brand and built up his YouTube channel. And you see a number of footballers doing that today. Uh, Ryan Babel had it as well. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting how, how the, the narrative has changed, really. Um, and marketing is constantly changing and adapting. Um, to the rise or the changes that are happening within technology and within uh, the different channels of communication that now that, that, that what we see developing, you know, whether it's everything from uh, Facebook when it started to TikTok today, um, there's so many different ways that, that people can communicate. And um, 
I think that's one of the things that, that, that has seen a change as well. You know, TikTok, for example, I know that the football clubs have really had a lot of success on that platform, which is interesting because it's, you know, really short form content. Um, but the fact that people are engaging with that and seeing, uh, you know, being able to tune in and watch the, the highlights from the games in such short times. And I know lots of clubs, I think Southampton, I saw the other day, hit over a million uh, followers and have just been producing a lot of short form highlights, basically, of their content. Again, was that answer the question? Yeah, no, it did. It is. I think what I'm trying to get the sort of audience to understand, because I feel like I'm part of this content world, is it's the it's all about the engagement. So with regards to the football industry, I'm always intrigued with the trends because it's such a fast-paced sector, like not just marketing, but personal branding, with regards to social media. It sort of has a domino effect. They're all interlinkable. And what I'm trying to share with your, from your experience is, if you want to work in marketing or work in an agency, you've got to stay on top of what's going on, um, if that makes sense. So, And you've touched on it a little bit because it relates to today's podcast topic. How can technology really get children more physically active with regards to playing football? Yeah, so obviously ourselves, is, is we're in this space, and I think technology is, is developing at such a rapid pace. Um, and it's being, you know, there's so many different ways it's being used across uh, the football industry, everything from performance analytics, so uh, tools which can help analyze uh, players' performance. There's an actual player maker, for example, where you put a motion sensor on the boot and then it's providing back uh, information um, and then using AI and machine learning algorithms to present insights on how these players perform. So that's at that, that sort of higher levels. Um, we're in uh, a much more of a f- fun area, I would say. We're looking at uh, how we can use the technology to grab that football fan that probably plays FIFA or watches football but is less engaged in the physical game and how we can add layers of gamification to motivate them to be active. Um, and that's currently how we're using the technology. So the idea is that, I mean, maybe this is a, a later question, Ed, or if you want me to cover that. App. Oh, no, we can go straight into it. Could you explain to the listeners what app you provide and what is the main purpose of the app as well? Because I find it fascinating, but I'm going to give you the mic to really talk about it in a lot more detail. Yeah, so Just Football is a mobile game that connects our players' performance um, to a digital experience. So what players need to do is they need to play real football challenges um, to p- progress in a digital career. Um, and they can pick from over 60 different challenges, things like uh, the crossbar challenge or a volley challenge or replicating a famous free kick. Um, and by completing these challenges... They earn points and rewards, uh, which helps them to unlock new levels and new challenges um, and gets them to climb digital leaderboards and earn digital currency within the app. Um, so the whole idea came, you know, it was, a, it was kind of at the emergence of Pokemon Go and um, how you can use um, mobile gaming to get people moving. Um, so that's the idea is that we want to use this layer of gamification to motivate people to play, play football. Um, and within that, there's many different uh, features of the game. So the top players in the game, for example, are recognised as star players in, and selected to be in our team of the week and our player of the month, um, very much like the real game. Um, and then we promote these guys in the app. And uh, in the future, we, we will be giving them physical rewards. So we're teaming up with some, some partners that will provide these players with vouchers uh, that they, so they can be rewarded with physical uh, prizes for their physical activity. Um, and a lot of the players, they describe it as, when we ask them, they describe it as Pokemon Go for football or FIFA in real life, uh, which is quite an interesting analogy of it. And um, 
yeah, that's kind of the the, the overview of the game. Um, and we've got 170,000 players who've played more than 700,000 challenges in the app so far, which we've equated to around two million minutes of football. Um, so we've got we've we've, we've got uh, a good basis for the app, and now we're uh, we're bringing in new features and, and developing it all the time, improving it. Uh, we're working on AR and AI technology so we can track the speed and accuracy of the shot through the smartphone. And we released a speed shooting version last year. So we were able to give them a shot speed, uh, which was really cool. And we're developing that further this year at the moment. So it's really interesting. Look, I find this really interesting, Simon. And, and the where, why I find it really interesting, because we've had a phone call before you coming on the show, because there's always been a real discussion of can technology help people become more physically active? And this app is an example where it can. Would you mind just sharing the, some of the realities of how this app can get people, male, female, children, involved in the app from a physical activity perspective? As much as everybody wants to be the Ronaldo, the Messi, but I think sometimes we forget about the basic human needs of staying physically active. So could you just share about what this app's real mission is, uh, what this real mission is behind the scenes of this app, if that makes sense? Definitely. Yeah, it's a great question Ed, and it's really important to us. So our mission is to get people moving with innovative gaming. Um, and we, we know that 80% of young people do not get enough exercise, according to the World Health Organization. Uh, it's around seven hours of screen time they spend per day. Um, and we, there's been a decrease in the number of players uh, participating or uh, in, in sports in general. Um, teenagers are less and less teenagers registering to play for teams. Um, so, you know, that whole that whole problem, a lot of people would, um, would tie that to the rising at the same time of social media and gaming, um, which is a natural distraction. Um, and we saw that and we saw that, you know, when I was growing up, there was a very little of that. Um, and naturally, then you more people, you got interested in things which were um, made you physically active. So we wanted to use the same behavior within uh, that's booming with mobile games and social media, but to um, grab the attention of these these young players and get them outside and playing football. Um, so we're building a lot of the mechanics that you see in social media and gaming to create this game hook and game loop that they know that they need to, in order to progress, they need to go out and be physically active. Um, one thing that's really interesting um, as well is that we, you know, we know they're not going to stop using their mobile devices. So how can we have this as part of their behavior? Uh, and that's where we fit in, really. So we've got over 60 different challenges in the game. Um, and some of these now, one of the things that I was going to mention to you is about the how we had to adapt to the current situation um, with uh, COVID um, because we had to build in home-based challenges in order to adapt to that because before uh, the challenges had all been about getting people to a pitch and actually part of what we wanted to do is also make them social because we know that people can be on their own and not socializing so we wanted to get them to socialize on a pitch with another player so it's very like they had to play the app with a, with someone else but we've adapted to the situation and now players can play at home in their garden on their own um, so yeah that's our mission really just getting people to exercise through adding layers of gamification just on that note, just for the listener who's intrigued as much as I am, because I'm going to give it a go on my phone, but what resources do people need to, to give this app a go? Just the basics. Um, is it just a pair of boots, a football and the app, or is there more that 
somebody needs to get involved in it and, and try and earn these points, if that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the, the only thing you need is a smartphone and a football. And so you don't even need boots if you wanted to play without, although I recommend that you probably should <laughs> should wear boots or some form of trainers. But yeah, you just need a, a smartphone and a football. Um, some of the challenges require uh, a, a goal, you know, like the crossbar challenge and, and scoring free kicks. Um, but you can obviously access them from most places. Uh, and then we do have these skill-based challenges that people can, can do in their garden. Um, so yeah, there's not much barrier to entry I think that uh, the only thing to note, I guess, is that the more developed the phone is, or the sort of the later versions of the phone perform better with our AR and AI technology. Currently, that's only available on iOS. We're, we've yet to release this year's version of it, um, but as we move forward, that will be available on Android, and uh, we'll try and optimize it for other devices as well. But normally, it just performs best on the latest phones. The better the technology, the better it performs, essentially. Awesome. Well, there will be a link down below in the podcast notes on my website where you can literally get more information about the app, guys. I'm going to give it a go for sure. And just going back to your career now, you've been three years in the football industry. What have you enjoyed the most from your career journey looking back, but particularly this period of your career journey? Yeah, so there's been a lot of highlights in the in the in the years. I mean, firstly, working in a startup is really exciting. Like it's hard and it's it's changing all the time, but it's a very exciting experience. You learn a lot. You get involved in many different areas. My roles changed multiple times within like the, the three years, which has been for me really good. I've learned a lot of different. I'm, I'm involved in the partnership side of of just football as well, so I lead that um, working with our, uh, our partners, which is very interesting and, and crosses over very much to marketing. Um, I mean, one thing Ed, is, is that being able to attend these conferences, I was at the World Football Summit um, and hearing about the industry and how it's changing and being at the forefront of that um, is really, really interesting to me. And um, I really enjoy being able to attend these conferences and, and hear from the, the clubs, um, senior people at the clubs and, and, and players, ex-pros about how the game is moving forward and how things are changing. Uh, which is a definite highlight that I um, I really enjoy being involved that much because it is a passion of mine. Um, being able to have that as part of my job is just yeah really really enjoyable. By the way, that is how we got connected, Simon. I always like to share a little snippet how I got connected with a special guest because you know a lot of this is about the people you meet, building the network. So honestly, that's how we got connected on the World Football Summit. They had this great feature where we could network, and Simon pinged me a message and. Hey, we're on the we're on the mic now doing this podcast because I got really intrigued with this app. So that's how it works. It's just one conversation and things can develop over time. But look, just really quickly, I just want to jump on one thing you said you've enjoyed. Um, I find we're in a world of startups. Would you mind sharing some of this, some of the, some new skills you've developed? Like for me, I'm involved in other projects, and one thing I've learned is being patient um, in a startup environment. Could you just share a few antidotes that supported you? For example, if other students are involved in that environment, they've got a few understandings of what it really takes to be involved in a startup, if that makes sense. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of different areas, actually, that's super interesting. I mean, coming from an agency background where there's a lot of um, process and I would say um, things move a little slower, um, which is necessary, you know, when you're working with big brands and, and uh, you have certain uh, processes that need to happen. Whereas in a startup, 
it's really exciting because there's um, things can move very quickly, um, and often you need to move very quickly to adapt to to the times. Um, so just being able to like, um, if we have an idea, being able to tr- try and execute that very quickly is is uh, a really really interesting part of working in a startup and that's where you develop the most i think you know in action you can read a lot you can research you can do so much but actually it's in action when you learn the most and you get the most um skills i feel um so that's something that i really enjoy with being in, in the startup environment it's hard because you know like you just mentioned there patience is key and as a start you're the kind of small guy that's trying to break in and we've had conversations with multiple uh, brands and clubs and you know it they, they uh you don't carry the authority. You need to prove yourself a bit more. Um, so patience is definitely key. Um, having a, a experimental approach to, to projects as well, trying many different angles and seeing what works and what doesn't, and spending more time in the areas that you see are, are successful is, is another thing, you know, being able to test different avenues and, and being creative with how you approach projects. I mean, one thing is with the staff as well as you – you um time is so important that you need to really understand where you get the most value from um the work that you do um so yeah naturally what one of the things that we say is that you know, fail fast the faster you fail the, the faster you succeed and you don't keep making the same mistakes you know you're going to learn the most then um and then you can improve and become better from from your failures Absolutely. Look, thank you so much for sharing those bits. When you were talking, it reminds me of a quote I live by from Tony Robbins. Rewards come from action, not from discussion. And like you said, um, you know, or another one that comes to me is, uh, you know, you either you either win or you learn. You don't fail. It's another one. So, but look, I've really enjoyed this podcast chat, and we're at a great stage, Simon. Where I like to finish with a inspirational question: What three tips would you give to university graduates who want to pursue a career specifically in the football industry? Yeah. So, my, as I mentioned, my journey's not been the most traditional into the sports industry. So, I think the first one would be to not give up if, if it's the first uh, you know it's taken me 10 years or so to get into an area of, of football that I've like I mentioned before I've tried to get into a lot of times before um, so that's one thing that you need to just be in mind and what I would suggest to get experience uh, ideally within the area that you want to get into right but sometimes even getting the internships or getting that experience is challenging so thinking about how you can get experience elsewhere that you can apply to the sports industry or the or the area that you'd like to pursue is key. So my experience from marketing and uh, creative and communication, I was able to apply later to get into the app and to get into football. So just think about that. What experience are people going to be looking at? Maybe think about the job that you want in five years rather than the job you want right now as well. So you can spend some time getting the right knowledge and expertise in those areas. Um, another thing that I always think, because I've over my career looked at a lot of CVs, and um, making your CV stand out is a really, really important um, part of it, I believe, because I think people look at a lot of CVs. And if you can make yours something different and get a bit creative with it, you've got much more chance of getting that interview. Um, and I've had CVs which are videos. I've had CVs which are GIFs. I've had animations come through. You know, get creative with it, even if it isn't necessarily that's the role that you're going to be doing. If, you, if it can stand out when it comes into someone's inbox, then you've got more chance of them um taking a look at it for sure 
think about how you can get creative about how you connect with people on LinkedIn, on World Football Summits, and how you get in front of the people that you want to be, uh, yeah, getting jobs with. That's uh, something to really think about as well, because it's not just as simple as sending an email to, to someone. Um, LinkedIn is great but for me personally. I really love the platform, and I'm connected to. Uh, we have two interns working with us right now that both connected with me through that. Awesome. Look, I really do hope the listeners got their pen and paper out and took some notes on those three tips. Simon, how can people interact with you online? Yeah, I mentioned it. The best platform to get in touch is on LinkedIn. Um, you can find me on there. Um, and, you know, the other thing is that to check out our website if you want a bit more information about uh, the app and what we're doing. And, and, of course, download the app and check it out and let us know what you think. Um, but, yeah, please feel free to anyone who wants to connect with me on LinkedIn. Awesome. For the listeners listening in, those two links will be on my website relating to this podcast. Simon, it's been such a pleasure chat with you today. Thank you very much. Thanks, Ed. What a really fascinating podcast chat with Simon. And I always enjoy doing interviews with people on a certain topic that really gets me up, gets me curious with regards to that industry sector, particularly with regards to this football app to get children physically active and adults by the way uh, you can get involved in the game by downloading the app but I really found it interesting how we can use technology for the good there's always this debate of overusing tech than actually playing sport but when you integrate them together to create that physical activity objective this is where I think technology is really used for the greater good particularly with regards to creating it in an engaging way by making it into a game by having points so i hope you've got a better understanding through this podcast how technology can get children more physically active playing football playing outside or even playing indoors that's the unique thing about this app but without a doubt relating to simon's career guidance tips i really do hope you put those three into action And relating to his career, I was really admired how it's taken him 10 years to finally get to where he wants to be in the football industry because he has such a passion in what he's doing. And sometimes it takes time. Not saying it'll take you 10 years, but it'll take time to really build that credibility over time to have the opportunity you desire to work in the sports industry or football industry in which you want to do. So on that note, I really do hope you put those career tips into action and make it happen. Now, as always, at the end of each podcast episode, I'd like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker. Simon said, don't give up and get experience in areas that you like. Also think about how you can get experience elsewhere from different industry sectors and different industries in general, which later on you can apply into the sports industry later on in your career. 